We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his own We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. There are fears a her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Good afternoon and happy Halloween. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am, as always, your friendly neighborhood anti-government propaganda spewing my crap all over the place. James Madison here on this very festive and if not slightly spoopy day of the year. Uh, I can't promise anything about getting the Halloween special uploaded, so I may just be a lazy fat slob and just recycle the one from last year. But that's all you guys deserve. Happy Halloween and much love from me. Now, again... Someone really went up to Nancy Pelosi's front door and said, Stop. Hammer time. And the narrative ran with it is so fucking ass backwards. But then again, when you're the media and a Democrat gets attacked, it's really like, you know, when you're a hammer, the whole world's a bunch of nails. But this man before us, he looks like a combination of, you know, PewDiePie and Eagle Raptor with a bad Hunter Biden level addiction of various substances and a severe lack of fatherly appreciation before us is a member of the Green Party who is a hemp jewelry maker, a nudist colony cult uh, commune dweller who lived roughly across the street from Nancy Pelosi, is apparently a QAnon far-right neo-Nazi anti-Semitic uh, any other phobia you can attach to that while also being a member of the Green Party pro-communist spewing, again, nudist commune dwelling Green Party member. Can I just start off right here? As someone who dwells in the side of the political compass that is continuously labeled as an extremist side, being an anarcho-capitalist myself, I don't think you can fairly call this man a representation of any political faction. I have a buddy, uh, I'm not going to say his name here, but he's a member of the Green Party. We vastly disagree on everything. He thinks Jill Simon's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and I don't know, I think Bernie Sanders with a snatch is still a communist, is just a thirst trap communist, but that's beside the point. It, this guy isn't a good representative, my friend. I don't know any Green Party members who, who are, are violent psychopaths like this, but 
this guy is definitely on the left side of the spectrum and the way the media rushed to report that this wasn't that, that this was some far right wing guy i don't think is exactly fair but this is exactly what you expect in <clears throat> sorry i have been gone for a couple days i was really sick so my voice might fade out a little bit when i talk my apologies anyway the media rushed instantly to report on this. I was at work, and I got a notification about this attack going off, and I thought, damn, and I was just going to go home and report about Vijaya Gotti getting fired. <coughs> it's just, I, again, I, I'm repeating the point here. This, this man doesn't represent any political faction. I think he's just a deranged psychopath. He's also a Canadian illegal immigrant, proving our friendly neighbors in the north can jump the border, too. So when are we going to talk about the wall that goes around Michigan and the rest of the north? Because apparently we need to build a wall there, too. And I'm all for it. Make America attack on Titan again. It's a simple message. But let's get into the article with enough of my incoherent ranting. Suspect in Paul Pelosi assault brought zip ties to attack. This is rather echoing of the man who tried to break into Justice Kavanaugh's house with the zip ties and the crowbars to kidnap him and... God knows what. There's also an interesting rumor going around, which I'll get to later, but apparently this man wanted to give Paul Pelosi a prostate exam, but we will look more into that accusation potentially later if I decide to make this a YouTube exclusive, make this a YouTube video or not. The man suspected of assaulting Paul Pelosi, the husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat from California, brought zip ties with him when he broke into their home, CNN reports. Now, I'm not going to go to CNN to read the article. Instead, we got over here. You see right here with the WBAL-TV with a center bias. High factuality, three hours ago, so it's the most, most recent. Right over here on the left, the high factuality that they're rushing to make it all about January 6th. And on the right, not a lot of high factualities, and the articles are a lot older, so I think it's only best to go with the center bias on this one. And it's a local news station. You guys already know I prefer the local news stations over the larger national networks. Plus, they pay better if you're a stringer and they have a little bit more respect for you. Anyway, men accused of attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband carried zip ties, AP source says, by Lisa Mascarado, AP congressional correspondent. We have a little press conference here with the sheriff and we're going to watch this clip uh you may want to turn your audio down just to make sure i don't blow your eardrums out because i'm messing with the volume right now i just don't want to be too loud and here we go approximately 2:27 this morning san francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins, and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several, several other additional felonies. Now, you may have heard that gentleman bring up the fact that they're working with Capitol Police. The reason for that is Nancy Pelosi's house is kind of special. Special in the sense that it has special security, not from local LAPD or anything like that. No, it has Capitol Hill Police Security. That's right. Nancy's, 
Nancy Pelosi's personal residence, for some inexplicable reason, is under the specific jurisdiction of the Capitol Hill Police. Now, we covered this many months ago that the Capitol Hill Police were going to expand and start opening field offices in different states. They already had a California-based office. In fact, it was the first one to open. Let's move on with this. It's just an interesting little thing to keep in mind. The man accused of attacking Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband carried zip ties with him when he broke into the couple's San Francisco home, according to a person briefed on the investigation in what is the latest parallel to the Capitol riot of January 6, 2021. Now, this has been I wanted to avoid when I specifically chose a center-based biased article. It's weird to say center-based bias, but a center article. Because I wanted to... Everybody's trying to paint this as like, uh, you know, the right is saying, oh, this is a crazy left-wing extremist, which it's starting to look more and more like it is. And the left is saying, this is some crazy MAGA guy. And it seems like no matter where I go, they want to link it immediately to January 6th, which is just crazy. Even Biden came out and made a statement, and we'll play that later on, where he talks about, the man used hammers and tactics like January 6th. I'm paraphrasing here, but we will play that clip here in a minute. But it is interesting to think that we had this break-in at Nancy Pelosi's house. And we're going to look at some pictures of the uh, of the break-in, too, and talk about that as well. Now, pardon me. It's just, the timing of this is very interesting. We've seen a wave of political violence and escalation over the last couple weeks, but this is just a real big one, right before the election. And a lot of people are suspicious of the mainstream narrative going going around it. And at this point, I can't say I blame them. I'm questioning what happened as well, too, especially because there was an instant rush with any interest, with little interest at all of doing any real research into who this guy was. And now just some pictures people took of the outside of his house. We know a whole lot about him. It doesn't match what he's being described as. But this guy isn't a representation of any political party, it seems. But let's continue. The person was not authorized to publicly discuss the Pelosi case and spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity. Sunday. The attack on the Democratic leader's 82-year-old husband, Paul Pelosi, less than two weeks before the November 8 election that will determine the control of Congress as well as key statewide and local offices was an unsettling reminder that the nation's toxic political climber, climate, my apologies, again, I got some cold medicine in me. <clears throat> With threats to public of with threat to public officials at an all-time high, members of Congress were being urged to reach out for additional security resources, including increased police patrols of their neighborhoods. Again, we know Nancy Pelosi's house is under the jurisdiction of the Capitol Hill Police Department. Let's see. U.S. Capitol Police Chief J. Thomas Manger said in a weakened memo to lawmakers that the attack, quote, is a somber reminder of the threat that elected officials and families face in 2022. Police in San Francisco said the assault on Paul Pelosi was intentional. Authorities said the suspect identified as David DePape, 42. That's right, folks. A guy whose name almost sounds like DePape attacked Paul Pelosi. Something... Interesting with that connection there. Uh, the memes do exist. You can find them on the Patriots.win. Now, if David DePepe, 42 years old, confronted Paul Pelosi in the family's Pacific Heights home early Friday, and the AP has reported demanded to know, quote, where is Nancy? And this is another thing Biden made sure he brought up, is that this guy was changing where is Nancy, which he says is what was being changed on January 6th. <coughs> The two men struggled over the hammer before officers responded to a 911 call. To the home saw Dupape strike Paul Pelosi at least once, police said. Now, if you're wondering if Paul Pelosi was busy wrestling the hammer away from this guy who called 911, there is a third person who is unmentioned and unnamed so far in public records, who I'm willing to bet is the person running to the media right now to tell these stories because there's a lot of inside information you may be hearing from what I'm reading right now. Now, let's see, where was I? Struggle of the hammer, 911 called the home and saw DePape strike Paul Pelosi at least once, the police said. DePape, 
was arrested on suspicions of attempted murder, elder abuse, and burglary. Yeah, we showed up and he was hitting the old man in the head with a fucking hammer. We suspect it was attempted murder. Prosecutors plan to announce the charge on Monday during a new conference and expect his arraignment on Tuesday. Eerie echoes of the January 6th riot were apparent in the incident at Paul Pelosi's home. At the Pelosi home, my apologies. Rioters who swarmed the Capitol. Who swarmed the Capitol. To overturn Joe Biden's... You know what? How about I just read this in like a really scary fucking way, right? You know, I'm going to put on a funny voice. And we're going to read this. It's a Halloween. I'm going to be all spooky. <clears throat> Rioters who stormed the Capitol to overturn Joe Biden's election. Victory over Donald Trump. Roamed the halls and shouted menacingly. Demanding, where's Nancy? Some... Uh, some in the siege were seen inside of the Capitol carrying zip ties. The presence of the zip ties on the suspect in Paul Pelosi's assault was first reported by CNN. You guys scared? Did, did, the, did the whole January 6th connection just send chills on your fucking spine? If it did, you are like literally the 1% because overwhelming 80% of Americans do not give a rat's ass about January 6th. It's like bottom of the totem pole. Except for like a weird little sub-faction. So if you really care about January 6th, bro, congrats on being an actual unicorn. A real unique snowflake. Ah, that voice fucked me up too. Nancy Pelosi was in Washington when her husband was attacked at home. She soon returned to San Francisco where her husband was hospitalized. He had surgery for a skull fracture and suffered other injuries to his arms and hands. Her office said, <gasps> pardon me. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that, guys. Quote, our children, our grandchildren, our children, our grandchildren and I are heartbroken and traumatized by the life-threatening attack on our pop. She said in a letter trying to sound human. I'm sorry. She said in a letter late Saturday to colleagues, quote, we are, so, we, we are grateful for the quick response of law enforcement and emergency services and for the life-saving medical care he is receiving. Remember, this lady is thanking the fast response of law enforcement when in 2019 and 2020 she was calling for defund the police. Isn't it funny how the defund the police crowd really always appreciate the police presence? just a interesting association but i don't mean to press it paul pelosi remains hospitalized and continues to improve she told colleagues the election day with election day nearing and trump relentlessly promoting claims he did not lose to biden in 2020 i just want to say two things here a do you really believe joe biden received more elections than than uh than barack obama <laughs> And second, I agree, Trump really needs to focus more on promoting voting in 2022 and 2024. And that way, if the right does take over, they can actually have their investigation. Because never forget, the left got their investigation. Hillary Clinton is already out here saying that the, the right plans to steal the 2024 election. I think I just made this a, uh, I think I just made this a, a uh, off YouTube video, but... My point being here is it's always one rule for them and not for us, right? And I say us because I am some vaguely right-dwelling compass vagabond. But it's just interesting rules for them and not for me. Because remember, we got the Russian investigation. We They even got two impeachments on Donald Trump. Will the right lunge and take their investigations and bring about the same for the left? We'll have to wait and see. But you can't focus, you can't bring, you know, people out to vote. If Trump's out here constantly saying, when Trump goes on and says, they stole the 2020 election from me, I should have won the election, a boo hoo hoo hoo. He's really telling people, don't go out and vote. And we saw that in the midterms following the 2020 elections. People didn't, the right didn't go out and vote, and they lost multiple seats in the House and in Congress. So he needs to focus more on promoting people to go out and vote in the future and quit discouraging it because it really is a form of voter suppression. 
but we must move on. It's just one of the things that Trump does is that continuously shoots himself in his fucking orange foot. Sips Starbucks. Federal agencies warn on Friday that domestic extremists fueled by election falsehoods uh, quote, posed a heightened threat to the midterms. The Department of Homeland Security and other federal agencies said their greatest danger was quote, posed by lone offenders who leveraged election-related issues to justify violence, end quotes. Biden and other officials, Democrat and Republicans, condemned the attack on Paul Pelosi and said violence has no home in American politics. Quote, enough is enough, Biden said while campaigning in Pennsylvania on Friday night. Trump is it <laughs> in an interview taped Friday with America with Americano Media, a conservative Spanish language network called the attack on Paul Pelosi a terrible thing, but the former president also tried to link the crime <laughs> linked it to crime in US cities. Yeah, Trump said, "Hey, crime in LA and all across California is at an all-time high." It is. But all right. Again, they're, they're, they know what's going to happen. If, the, if, if there's a big red splash in 2022, they know Trump's probably going to announce he's running for office, and they're just going to, ooh, they're gearing up for it. <clears throat> Playing the fear monger already. Uh, let's see, where was I? An interview, terrible thing. For years, Republicans have tried to make Pelosi a campaign boogeyman. Using the 82-year-old's image as a recurring uh, caricature in countless ads against Democrats, including many now airing in races nationwide during a hostile election season. The head of the Republican National Committee, Ron McDaniel, said Sunday that it was unfair to blame the GOP for creating a political climate that could have laid the ground for such an attack. Quote, you can't say people are saying, let's fire Pelosi or let's take back the house is saying, let's is saying go do violence. She told Fox News Sunday, the House GOP campaign chief, Minnesota rep Tom Emmer, was asked during a Sunday interview about a tweet promoting his own video, which shows him shooting a gun at an indoor target. Quote, enjoyed Exercise, uh, enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights, Emmer tweeted, mentioning he was with uh, two House GOP candidates. The video included the imagery and sound of rifles being fired. It's in a firing range and a gun's being fired in the video. No shit. The tweet was posted Wednesday before Paul Pelosi was assaulted and said, 13, uh, 13 days to make history. Let's fire Pelosi. This tweet, this whole thing is entirely unfucking related, and they just said it themselves when they said this tweet was posted Wednesday before Paul Pelosi was assaulted. So why mention it here? Why mention it here? It is a red herring of the fucking highest order. Emmer said on CBS, Face the Nation, that he was just exercising our Second Amendment rights and having fun. Both McDaniel, sorry, McDaniel, moving on, and House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy of California said Paul Pelosi's assailant was deranged. Yeah, he definitely was. McCarthy said on Fox, uh, said on Fox News Channel, quote, Sunday Morning Futures, the violence or threat of violence has no place in our society. Five years ago, the left-wing activists opened fire on Republicans as they practiced for an annual charity baseball game. That is the congressional baseball game. It was a Bernie Sanders supporter who opened fire on it. He had a whole backpack full of socialist mantras and manifestos. And again, this man with Bernie Sanders merchant support and all sorts of pro-Bernie Sanders tweets and everything out there opened fire on the GOPs at the congressional baseball game. Again, it's interesting how this typically... You have January 6th, which is especially bad, but that is the one point. Find me other points of right-wing violence on this level. You can find a bunch of little independent groups of, like, Antifa and Proud Boys and BLM and Patriot Front or Fed Front, if you want to call them that or whatever. Sorry. 
having their clashes, but I'm talking about direct uh, direct assaults on government buildings and government officials. Nine out of ten times, it's going to be a leftist who's out of their fucking gourd. But towards the end of it, we'll we'll dive a little bit more into that. I have an opinion that might get me in trouble. Now, McCarthy said on Fox Nation's uh, violence of the prisoner society five years ago uh, for the an annual charity baseball game, Rep. Steve Scalise of Louisiana was critically wounded in 2011. Then Rep. Gabriel Guilford, a Democrat from Arizona, was shot in the head at an event outside Tucson outside of a Tucson grocery store. Elon Musk jumped into the debate Sunday tweeting, then deleting a link to a fringe website with an unfounded rumor about the attack on Speaker Pelosi's husband. Sent to his million of fo- millions of followers, Musk's tweet came just days after he purchased Twitter, fueled concerns that the social media platform would no longer seek to limit misinformation and hate speech. Again, it's going to be as free speech as Elon Musk is comfortable with, which unfortunately will allow people to counter your mainstream narrative, which a lot of these places don't like, but they can cope and fucking seethe. (laughs) Senator Amy Klobuchar, who leads the Senate committee overseeing the security at the Capitol, said lawmakers are considering new measures including taking their private information off the internet. Klobuchar, a Democrat from Minnesota, noted, however, that Nancy Pelosi, quote, has been villainized for years. And big surprise, it's gone viral. And it went violent. I think it is really important that people realize that this is not just this moment of of a... Sorry, again, cold medicine. Quote, this is, I think this is really important that people realize that this is not just a moment of this horrific attack, but that we have seen violence perpetrated throughout our political system, Klobuchar told NBC News Meet the Press. This is the end of this article, and again, this is the AP writer Jill Culvin in New York, uh, Seong Min Kim in Wilmington, Delaware, and Stefane Dazzo in Los Angeles contributed to this report. Now we're going to move on. Now the last article we read mentioned a response from the head of the RNC, Ronald McDaniel. By the way, I love that the accusation is constantly that the Republicans are a bunch of misogynists, yet the head of the Republican Activist Committee is a woman. Just, f- just kind of funny. But let's check out her comment here on face on uh, Fox News over here, and we'll go from here. Um, I want to start with the attack on Paul Pelosi. It's getting all the headlines this weekend. Um, he's recovering from surgery, expected to do well, have a full recovery. But the Washington Post wasting no time writing this. For many Democrats, the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband represents the all but inevitable conclusion of Republicans' increasingly violent and threatening rhetoric toward their political opponents. Still a lot we don't know about this case, but what do you make of that accusation? Well, I I think that's unfair. I think this is a deranged individual. You can't say people saying, let's fire Pelosi or let's uh, take back the House is saying go do violence. It's just unfair. And I think we all need to recognize uh, violence is up across the board. Lee Zeldin was attacked. We had an assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh. And Democrats didn't didn't repudiate that. Joe Biden didn't talk about the assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh. But I think the other thing to remember is if this weren't Paul Pelosi, this criminal would probably be out on the street tomorrow. We saw Lee Zeldin's attacker was on the street right after he attacked him. This is what Democrat policies are bringing, but of course we wish Paul Pelosi a a recovery. We don't like this at all across the board. We don't want to see attacks on any politician from any political background. As President Biden, we... So, you know, funny enough, for our next article, we're going to go to one of the news sources I first started reading when I first started recording this show and doing politics on it. For those of you who don't know, there's one episode up still, and I never took down the other episodes, but the show used to be called The Meditated 
sorry, the medicated meditation, where it was just me and my friend Billy smoking weed and reviewing hip-hop albums. I never took him down, but my channel got in trouble because for fun, I did a... I did like a... Re I did something stupid reacting to music, and I got all my stuff deleted. Uh, a lot of copyright laws came in, and I thought I could be cheeky and push back on them. But there's one episode of the meditate medicated meditation still up. If you guys want to listen to that, I'm not gonna link it. It's not worth listening to. But I used to read the Hill articles all the time. So it's nice to be back here. So let's check out this article here. RNC chairwoman criticizes Democratic policies after Paul Pelosi attack. Let's do a little refresh here. This is by uh, Juliana Mueller uh, from the 30th. So I guess just yesterday. Let's see if I can get some audio going. Oh, is there no words? Nope. Okay, cool. Moving on. Republican National Committee chairwoman Ronna McDaniel on a Sunday, addressed the recent attack against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's a Democrat from California husband, Paul Pelosi, but also took the opportunity to take a swing at Democrats, essentially blaming their policies for it. Quote, If this weren't Paul Pelosi, this criminal would probably be out on the streets tomorrow, McDaniel said on Fox News Sunday, though Sharon Bream, quote, We saw Lee Zeldin's attacker, on the streets right after he attacked him. This is what a Democrat policies are bringing. Again, she's not wrong though, is she? We see these Soros-backed uh, DAs just catching and release people unless their politics don't align with George Soros' special interest. That's not a controversial or untrue statement. That is just a fact, my guy. Let's see... McDaniel said, referring to an attack earlier this year at a campaign event for New York gubernatorial nominee and rep Lee Zeldin. This man ran at him with like a box cutter, like a keychain box cutter, and he like grabbed his arm, twisted it, restrained him, got him on the ground. It was kind of badass, actually. But Zeldin's attacker was not released after the incident in which he rushed the stage at a campaign rally in July, remaining in custody for several months until a federal judge released him to a rehab facility in October. RNC chairwoman on Sunday pushed back against the Democrats with regards to political violence. Quote, <clears throat> I think this is a deranged individual. You can't say people are saying, let's fire Pelosi, or let's say back the House is saying, go do violence, blah, blah, blah. We read this part. Let's see. Quote, And I think we all need to realize, all need to recognize that violence is up across the board. Lee Zeldin was attacked. We had an assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh, and Democrats didn't refute, you know, didn't read, uh, <coughs> repudiate that. Joe Biden didn't talk about the assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh, which is true. The White House has been criticized for not being more forceful in condemning. Protests outside of Supreme Court justices' homes following the leak of the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Instead, encouraging peaceful protests but discouraging violence, which is actually illegal because you're not actually allowed to protest outside of a Supreme Court justices' home. Now, please don't misconstrue that. I think you have the right to protest wherever the fuck you want. You just have to be willing to deal with the consequences of said protest. But I fully encourage you to protest wherever you need to protest. I hope I get in trouble for that one. Papalosi was violently assaulted in his family in the family home in California on Friday. GOP to the response has varied with some, like former President Trump, staying silent. A number of Democrats have accused the Republicans of stoking violence with aggressive calls to oust Pelosi or seize congressional power during the midterms. After a man found outside the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was charged with attempted murder, some of the GOP were angry at the low media coverage and Biden's silence, but later that month, Biden signed a law, a bill, to ramp up security for justices and their families. Yeah, after it was already all said and done. A little bit late, don't you think? But now, let's hop over to the New York Post to check out an article to find out who David DePepe really is, or DePape. We read the New York Post published October 30th, sorry, October 28th. 
David DePape ID'd as hammer-wielding intruder who attacked Paul Pelosi. Let's give this a little refresh here. Let's see. For dispatch to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Ms. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered to medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Pepe. Moving on. And that was actually all just their audio being terrible. This article is by Olivia Land, Mark uh, Labriello, and Andy Tillette. October 28th, 2022, from the New York Post. The man who allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer has been named as David DePape by San Francisco Police Department. The 42-year-old is believed to have entered the Pelosi home through the rear and shouted, Where's Nancy? Looking for the Democratic Speaker of House, who was in Washington, D.C. at the time. The Pape is then said to have attempted to tie Paul Pelosi up, saying that they were going to wait until Nancy got home, according to CNN. San Francisco Police Chief William Bill Scott said officers were dispatched to the Pelosi residence in the Pacific Heights neighborhood at 2.27 a.m. Friday, where they encountered the suspect and Paul, who both appeared to be holding a hammer. Right here, this is the man. The man, the myth, the legend here. Okay. Get rid of that. And... The suspect then, quote, pulled the hammer away from Paul and violently attacked him with it, said Scott. Quote, our officers tackled the suspect, disarmed him, then took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid, he added. Pelosi and Pepe were both taken to, uh, were both taken to Zuckerberg, San Francisco General Hospital, where NBC reported... Pelosi was being was undergoing surgery. Scott also said DePape has been booked on charges of attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, and burglary, and several other additional felonies. A motive for the crime is still being determined, according to San Francisco police. Investigators <laughs> found a chilling list allegedly belonging to DePape of other political uh, other politicians he planned to target. uh, KTVU reported, citing sources. Pictures of the Pelosi residence showed an open window at the back of the house with smashed panes indicating that the house or that the intruder had gained entry. Local news station KRON or Kron talked to a neighbor who said the Pelosi's have tons of security when Pelosi in town, but much less when she is away. Now look at this picture here, alright? Two of DePape's relatives who spoke to CNN said he was originally from British Columbia, Canada, but had moved to California around 20 years ago. They also said he was estranged from his family. Correction, he is an illegal immigrant from California. Hmm. So, 
Two of De Pepe's relatives who spoke to CNN said he was originally from British Columbia, Canada, but had moved to California around 20 years ago. They also said he was estranged from his family. Teresa De Pepe, married the suspect's stepfather, told USA Today he had, quote, strong opinions, adding, quote, I didn't know David to be a violent person, but he was an aggressive speaker. Other people had known him, told CNN, he had struggled with hard drugs and lived in a storage unit in Berkeley Arena, in the Berkeley area. Oh, they leave so much out of this. By the way, can you look at this picture here? Check this out real quick. <laughs> so you, this man used a hammer to break into the Pelosi's house. It's just a thought. I, I see this here, but this is still a very large amount of glass outside of the the door that was supposedly smashed in with a hammer. I'm just making an observation. It's a little weird. California State Senator Scott Werner Scott Weiner, a Democrat, a Democrat named Weiner. Nice. Said he remembered De Pape as being one of the ringleaders of the nudist pro- protest alongside his friend Oxane Gypsy Tob around 2011 and 2012. De Pape was featured in a local news story about Tob's 2013 naked wedding, describing him as a hemp jewelry maker and father figure, serving as a best man at a ceremony and online blog named Friend- FriendlyFriends.com was started in August this year by a person with the screen name David DePape, which fe- featured a number of disturbing conspiracies, lead posts, and rants. <coughs> Headings on the blog include climate hysteria, COVID, immigrants, pedogate, and communism. Various news sites published that DePape had hosted conspiracy theories on Facebook and YouTube falsely claiming COVID vaccines were deadly and the 20, uh, 2020 election was stolen. Uh, I'm going to say he's actually based on those two claims, but let's hop over to a slightly newer version of this article from the New York Post. Boop! October 29th, a day later, Pelosi attack suspect David DePape was a psychotic homeless addict, estranged from his pedophile lover and their children. What? This article is by Michael Schellenberg, October 29th, 2022. Leading politicians blame the political right for the brutal attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi's husband, Paul. Quote, this is despicable, said President Biden. He noted that the alleged attacker, David DePepe, 42, shouted the same line, where's Nancy, as the supporters of Donald Trump, who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. 2021 quote and what makes us think that this is that the sorry what makes us think that one party can talk about stolen elections said biden quote quote covid is a hoax it's all a bunch of lies end quote definitely going to be a rumble exclusive oh well california political leaders agreed Quote, this heinous assault is yet another example of dangerous of dangerous consequences of the divisive and hateful rhetoric rhetoric that is putting lives at risk and undermining our very democracy and domest- sorry and democratic institutions said California Governor Gavin Newsom quote this attack said San Francisco State Senate Scott Werner Weiner sorry quote is terrifying and the direct result of a toxic right-wing rhetoric. Journalist N. Massa agreed with their assessment. DePape appeared, quote, appeared to have made racist and often rambling posts online, noted AP, in a report that encapsulated the media narrative, quote, including some that questioned the results of the 2020 election, uh, defended former President Donald Trump, and echoed QAnon conspiracy theories. Include them in the article. But DePape's politics have little rhyme or reason. 
in the past years. DePape shared a post about Stephen, Stephen Colbert's 2006 roast of President George W. Bush at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, linked to videos of Disney films altered to make it look like the characters were sweared and claimed, quote, Jesus is the Antichrist. Not exactly a litany of right-wing tropes. Isn't it amazing the day and night coverage of this guy in just 24 hours? But personally, I love the fact that this guy felt the need to repeat on multiple posts, Jesus is the Antichrist! That is the funniest fucking shit I have ever read. This guy repeatedly published, this guy, he said Jesus is the Antichrist. And the media said, yep, sounds like a right-wing Bible-thumping Trump supporter to me. What? You couldn't write this type of clown word bullshit if you fucking paid a monkey with LSD and a typewriter. Yeah, like the post now says, not exactly a litany of white of right-wing tropes, which is funny because, again, this article right here, all articles in the description below, entirely different. This article caters to the right-wing, like, like, this guy is an evil Trump supporter, QAnon, blah, 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 and just 24 hours later, the same news outlet is saying it plain as day, this guy is not right-wing. They did not go back and say this article has updated or leave a link to this article. They're not going to. Why? Because you have to scroll through the New York Post to find this article. You Google this, you get the former article that in that will go and cater to the idea that this guy is some crazy right-wing dude. It's interesting that they don't even put a link saying updated article can be found here. And it should be if they ever did it in the very beginning of the article, but they won't do that. Because even though the New York Post is considered right-wing news, they are ultimately a part of a controlled opposition news machine. I like the New York Post for the most part, but you have to call them out on where it is. I personally recommend places like the Washington Examiner, but always use things like Ground News and NewsGuard to check the factual rating, the biases, and the owners of these news outlets for this exact reason. Because there's nothing in this article, again, just last time I'm going to repeat this, that says go check out this article where we go more in depth with the most recent news on who DePape is. Not one message about it. But let's continue. <clears throat> Scrolling down here a little bit. And, as I soon discovered, DePape lived with a notorious local nudist in a Berkeley home, complete with a Black Lives Matter sign in the window and an LGBTQ rainbow flag em- emblazoned with a marijuana symbol. And you know what I had to say to that? Emblazoned with a marijuana symbol? Fucking totskies to that, broskies. <clears throat> Hanging from a tree. A closer look reveals the characteristics of a homeless encampment or what Europeans call an open drug scene in the driveway. There is a broken-down camper van on the street is a yellow school bus which neighbors said DePape occasionally stayed in. Both are filled with garbage typical of such structures in homeless encampments. People come and go from the house and the vehicles, neighbors say, in in part to partake in the use of potent psychedelic drugs, Ibogene. How is that pronounced? Let's find out together, kids. We're going to find out how to pronounce the names of drugs on Inside Four Walls today. Alright, I tried to figure out how this shit's pronounced. I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't going to sit through a TEDx video to get it, you know. So I'm going to go with Ibogaine. Neighbors described Depape as a homeless addict with politics that was until recently left-wing, but of secondary importance to his psychedelic and paranoid behavior. Quote, What I know about the family is that they're very radical activists, said one of DePape's neighbors, a woman who openly gave her first name, Trish. Quote, They seem very left. They are all about Black Lives Matter's movement, gay pride, but they're very detached from reality. 
They have called the cops on several of the neighbors, including us, claiming that we were plotting against them. It's really weird to see that they are willing to be so aggressive towards somebody else who is also a lefty. Not all of the news media missed the Pape's history of drug use, psychedelics, and homelessness. CNN reported that a woman named Laura Hayes, who, was said, she, who said she worked with the Pape 10 years ago making hemp bracelets, said he has been living in a storage shed. Quote, he talks to angels, she said, and told her that, quote, there will be a hard time coming. Another woman, Linda Schneider, told CNN and Bay Area NBC TV affiliate KRON4 that she got to know DePape around 2004 and that he was still homeless, living in a storage unit, and using hard drugs. He, quote, he was likely a mindless follower of something he saw on social media because I don't know he had the courage to be part of any political terrorist group said Snyder, quote, his drug use began again and he went off his rocker. But much of the rest of the news media, particularly local journalists who could have interviewed DePape's neighbors, were swept into the narrative that DePape was more like John Wilkes Booth, the fanatical but sane assassin of Abraham Lincoln, that John Hinckley Jr., the mentally ill man who shot Ronald Reagan, DePape, is much more like one of the hundreds of psychotic homeless people I've interviewed in recent years, more than a fentacle climate ide ideologue who I've been writing about in recent weeks. Wrapped up in their own obsession with Trump Republicans, most journalists have missed the real story. David DePape is not a microcosm of the political psychosis gripping America in general. Rather, he is a microcosm of the drug-induced psychosis gripping the West Coast in particular. This man is rolling straight fucking 20s, my guys. Now... I will throw this out there. This probably should have been labeled an opinion piece because this man is throwing a lot of opinions in there. But he's also reporting just straight fucking facts. And it is funny. It's coming from the same post 24 hours after the other article we read. Drugs, paranoia, and cheese pizza. I visited the Berkeley house where DePape had lived with his former lover, Oxane Gypsy Tob. 53 years old, a charismatic Russian immigrant, 11 years David Sr., DePape appeared to have fallen under the spell of Tab around 2003 when DePape was a quiet video game obsessed 21 year old in Powell River, a town of 14,000 people that is four, a four hour drive up the coast from British Columbia from Vancouver. <laughs> I'm willing to bet the Russian lady is also an illegal immigrant as well. A November 27, 2008 article in the Oakland Tribune said Tab and DePepe were married with three children, but DePepe's stepfather, Gene, told the AP yesterday that Tab was his stepson's girlfriend, not wife, that David and Tab had two, not three children together, and that David's third child was with another woman. The articles, which carried the headline, quote, Need is great on Thanksgiving Day in East Bay, described Tab Pape and their three children eating Thanksgiving dinner with the homeless. Tab told the reporter that they were there for the community, not because they couldn't afford to eat at home. Tab and uh, Tab was in the news again five years later when she, then 44, married a 20-year-old man. Uh, uh, James Smith. This is actually one of the spellings of James, and I hate it. I Did you know there's roughly seven ways to spell my name? J-A-M-E-S. And this is just one of the bastardized ways to spell it. A 20-year-old man, James Smith, naked at City Hall in San Francisco. A photo in December. Oh, God, I hope they don't have the naked photo in this article. That's going to screw me a little bit. At City Hall in San Francisco, a photo in December six, uh, 
in the December 16th, 2013 edition of the San Francisco uh, Chronicle shows DePape, Tob, Smith, and the three children huddled under a blanket watching television together. The captain describes DePape as a, quote, family friend, uh, as, the, as in the Oakland Tribune article. The focus was on Tob, with no quotes from DePape. Oof. Man. Man, that's rough. Ryan Lee Coste, who lives in an apartment directly behind Tob, DePape's house, said the day after Tob's wedding to Smith, quote, there was a huge fight. The guy Smith that she married got locked up, and so Tob married somebody else. My understanding was that David DePape was the best man to her husband at the wedding. The episode was typical of the episode was typical of the chaos that swirled around DePape during the years leading up to this alleged attack on Paul Pelosi. Michael Schellenberg, the best-selling author of San Francisco, Why Progressives Ruin City, San Francisco, San Francisco, Why Progressives Ruin City, his original reporting can be read at michaelschellenberg.substack.com. Let's see, let's see here. Jim Ryan, this speaks poorly for our current political divide in our country. Sadly, we are so split. There's no turning back. I won't be around to see where it all goes as a veteran. I know I did my best when called upon, like my father did before me. Well, Jim Ryan, I'd like to reach out and say thank you for your service and thank your father for his service as well. And yeah, um, I might throw it in at the end. There's this interview with a World War II soldier where he explains that this is not the country they fought for. I kind of want to throw that in after I read that comment. But we're going to watch Biden's comments on this, and I'll wrap this video up. Alright, we're going to watch this video, and then I'm going to wrap this video. Uh, we're going to watch this video of Biden giving his comments on the attack on Paul Pelosi. Give my final thoughts on this, and bring this video to an end. It will probably be the only up. This will probably be the last upload for the day. <coughs> I'm still pretty sick. Uh, I really want to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. But I keep pausing the video because I keep having to cough and clear my throat. This is... Uh, so, this might be the last upload for the day. But I will be back with more new episodes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on and so forth. So, let's check out Biden's comments here and end the video. Before I begin, I want us to take a short pause to send our love to Nancy and Paul Pelosi. I've been on the phone with Nancy, arranged for her to be able to get from Washington out to, uh, out to see her husband, Bobby. That's where he, she's in the plane now, heading out there. And uh, you've seen the news. He was attacked in their home. And uh, when I spoke to the speaker, she said that uh, he's doing okay. He went to the hospital, was operated on. And uh, he seems to be coming along well. Uh, he's in good spirits. And the whole family's there. While this invasion is ongoing, <laughs> did did you guys catch what he just said? He said while this invasion is still ongoing. Check this out. While this invasion is ongoing. <laughs> um, is that a Freudian slip? The, uh, the news reports indicate it was intended to be an attack on, Na on the house Nancy Pelosi lives in. The third ranking person in the United States in line to be president. You know, uh, and the house Nancy Pelosi lives in, the third ranking person in the United States in line to be president. You know, uh, if you pour it. Who is doing the camera work for this event? Michael J. Fox? Be president. You know, uh, if you pour it at the same chant was used by this guy they have in custody that was used on January 6th in the attacks on the U.S. Capitol. I'm not making this up. This is reported. I can't guarantee it. I can tell you what's being reported. The chant was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Well, it is nice to hear Joe Biden ask where a living Democrat is, not a dead one for a change. This is despicable. There's no place in America 
There's too much violence, political violence, too much hatred. Oh, I completely agree, but tell that to all the people you bailed out during the 2020 BLM riots. Too much vitriol. And what makes us think that one party can talk about stolen elections, COVID being a hoax, there's all a bunch of lies, and it not affect people who may not be so well balanced? What makes us think that it's not going to corrode the political climate. Enough is enough is enough. Every person of good conscience needs to clearly and unambiguously stand up against the violence in our politics, regardless what your politics are. All of us, all of us together as Americans, Knowing Paul and Nancy and the families I do, they're tough as they come. We're praying for him. We're optimistic for his full recovery. All right, folks. So that was Joe Biden's comments on the Paul Pelosi attack. And now I just want to give my thoughts on this and wrap this video up. How do I put this? I am sympathetic towards Paul Pelosi. I mean, he is an old man who got attacked. Now, I think the January 6th connections are a little far-fetched. The people who went into January 6th were looking for Nancy Pelosi, so they yelled for Nancy Pelosi. This unhinged, unarguably and undeniable, weird, fringe leftist type was looking for Nancy Pelosi's, and that's the only connection. They happen to be looking for the same person. There is no deeper connection. But there is a desperation to connect January 6th to anything. And it also helps distract from, you know, the fact that this is a Democrat or a left-leaner who did this. Again, here, I'll show you the picture of the outside of their house. So if you guys look right here, let's see. Oh, I can't make it any bigger, huh? That's stupid. But, as you can see, this is the front of where David DePape was living. You get the BLM sign here in the window, the gay pride flag with the marijuana leaf emboldened on it. This is, you know, just very clearly not the home of a leftist. And this house is, like, right across the street from DePape. You know, here's another picture of it. Or right across the street from Pelosi. Here you go. And on top of that, something that didn't get brought up in any of these articles is something that didn't really come up in any of the articles is the fact that when Paul Pelosi was on the phone with the police, he called this guy his friend and said, I knew him. I'm going to leave a link to this article in the description below because I really have to get to editing this because I have to, you know, roll out of here in a minute. But it's just a lot going on. And here's the thing. When you vote for open borders and sanctuary cities, you were warned. You get unhinged psychos. They don't send their best, said a certain orange person. And when you act like what's going on at the Mexican border is, isn't happening, you know, like Nancy Pelosi does, you are actively advocating and secondhand inviting this sort of unhinged, violent psychopath. And on the other hand, this is a good argument for Paul Pelosi to get a firearm and stay strapped. Now, Rand Paul came out and condemned the violence and said he would pray for Paul Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's daughter and Nancy Pelosi mocked uh, Rand Paul for being attacked by his neighbor. It's just, and the time of this attack is very coincidental. I need to do an update on this when there's more information coming out, but... When you vote for policies that invite people who want to be illegal immigrants and crim and by the way, it's not, you know, you know the people who want to be, who come in here through illegal means. It's one of two people: people who can't afford to do it, or criminals. People who can't pass a background check who want to come over the border. Those are the people illegally entering the country. And it's not just Mexicans, it's, you know, Haitians, Ecuadorians, this guy's from Canada, and he came from, he probably just drove through the border. So he was coming to visit and never went back, you know. 
Illegal immigration is just a problem in general. Every country needs to have strong borders to keep and filter out violent psychopaths like this unhinged leftist Green Party lunatic. But that's not going to be what's talked about. Nancy Pelosi is going to continue to vote for policies that widen and open our border and make America more inhabitable for illegal immigrants and criminals crossing our borders illegally. There will be nothing learned from this incident, and the right is going to get beaten down in the mainstream public. It's already been reported that this was some sort of right-wing guy who did the attack, and that's what a lot of people are going to run with. They're not going to see the correction on page 2 or page 3 from the New York Post saying, oh, we were wrong in our first report where we kind of catered to the idea that this might be a right-wing psychopath. And unfortunately, that's just what it is. The mainstream media itself is what's driving this divide between the American people, where they're like, my source is stronger than your source, when neither people... The only reason why I can say my source is stronger than your source is because I run it through a source like Ground News, and I don't always trust Ground News, but it's just one more step I can try and take to filter out the news I bring to you. And oftentimes, I read something that doesn't quite register with me, so I go and double-check and find out, you're like, yeah, this doesn't register because... You know, this isn't how it's actually reported. Everything's a big phrasing game these days. But this is an unfolding story. We will find out more, and I will bring you an update to the story when we get more information. Until then, this has been James Madison with Inside Four Walls, powered by Sin Media. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Stay up to date and get the latest anti-government propaganda as we shred through the narratives like a hot knife through butter. And again, happy Halloween, everybody. Please enjoy your Halloween because I'm going to be laid up in bed with cold medicine trying to feel better. I love you guys. Stay spooky. And over on YouTube and other net, other channels, there will be a Halloween spooky episode, special music kind of a thing. Uh, and that's it. Bye. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. <laughs>